stop talking. Episode 267 for Friday, March the 18th. Something new on Monday. Uh, yeah, this is our studio audience, and they don't care much for what we do. But that's too bad, because we're going to do it. And as a quick reminder, there's only 282 days left until Christmas. And that's when you can get all that crap and junk and garbage that nobody really cares about out of your house into somebody else's house and your money out of your pocket into the Chinese pockets because that's what we do here. We've got to keep everybody rolling, not only the Russians into Ukraine and the Ukrainians pushing the Russians back, which is what will happen. And we've got to keep those people who are driving, driving, driving the FedEx, the UPS, the Amazon drivers. we got to keep them rolling. We've got to keep those trucks and doggies rolling, and it seems like we do this every Friday. Oh, that's right, we do. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted. And and yeah, like uh, (laughs) Bill Murray, I feel the same way. What do you say we get started? This is the Paul Truesdell Podcast. Due to our extensive holdings, that of our clients and your host, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and that a conflict of interest exists. The information presented is provided for informational purposes. And now, Paul Truesdell. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what do you say we get started with a little bit of jibble-jabble, rabble-rabble, and a little bit of this and that? I don't know what that means. It came up off the top of the head. But before we get started, we always do the same thing. We want to introduce our regular guests here in the studio is Roscoe. Yeah. Curly Joe. Certainly. Tiny Tim. Yes. Uh, the Reverend Ralph, who stands up and gives a speech every day. He always says one word. Oh. Yes, he gets up in the dais. What does Ralph have to say? Oh. That's about all he's good for. Then we have Leon Gasamascus from Damascus, who is fed up with the Russians in Syria. Yep, you're going to have a problem there, Leon. You know, the Russians are going to have to get out of there and go help their friends. They're getting slaughtered in where? Yeah, Ukraine. Bubba, what do you have to say today? Wow. Yeah, Bubba is our buddy from the forest here in the Ocala National Forest up in Marion County. Bubba wow. is joined by his friend. Yes, Tarzan swings from the trees up in the Ocala National Forest, and those are our buddies. We tend to use them every once in a while. They're our magnificent sevens. So what do you say we get started with a few things here with the Paul Truesdale Podcast? So I was talking to somebody the other day about... uh, what is it that we really look for when we acquire clients? And so I'm going to tell you a couple of things. I came up with 12 items and um, this was during a war room discussion. Now, just so you know, one of the things that we have are, we have some extra space here at the Truesdale Professional Building. Oh, isn't that interesting? It has my last name. Go figure. My last name is Bingo on the name of the building because I built it. This is actually the third office building I've built. And if you look at the pictures, it looks like it's the Alamo. It's the Alamo in Florida. The reason why I did that is I'm a native of Dallas, Texas. I've always been impressed with what the men and women did in the Alamo fighting back against a superior force. So is it any surprise that yours truly would be uh, an, a fan of what's going on with the Ukrainians fighting back? No. Bingo. Yeah, bingo. Now you understand the rest of the story. I think it's important for all of us to always remember and never forget that life is short, okay? You got to do what you like are good, profitable, and can control. Do you hear what I said in that? You got to do what you like are good, profitable, and can control. And so we have a war room here in the office, and um, we are tracking things involving what's going on with Russia. The reason why we're tracking it, we literally sit back every day and we kind of figure out, you know, what exactly is going on when it comes to the chances of having a nuclear war. That's kind of what we do here. Order in the court. Yeah, we kind of want to figure out exactly what's going on in the court, who's in charge, and what's going to happen. So because of that, one of the things we were talking about after we had an intense discussion and we rate it literally every day, we give a percentage as to what, what are the chances of a nuclear war? Red alert! We do that because, well, it involves finance, it involves the way you manage money. And on top of that, some of you, I realize, um, 
you you just you just don't pay attention to things. Oh, uh, you know, don't get me wrong with that. People listen to my podcast. People listen to podcasts. People listen to NPR and 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 other things that make an intelligent, rational decision. You guys are way smarter than the average cat out there. Wow. You know, podcasts where you're talking. Now, I throw little goofy things in here. I like to do that, right, uh, Leon? <laughs> Yeah, we like to throw some things in here because it breaks it up. I've been doing this a long time, for crying out loud. This particular series is what, episode 267? <laughs> and when you take all the other podcasts I've done, we're probably in a couple thousand. We had Connecting Dots, and we had We're Not Wearing Pants, and we did a whole bunch of different things for business. When you count all the client audios and videos, I would imagine we're in the ten or 20,000 range. So with that being said, um, yeah, this is what we do. This is how we figure things out. And um, one of the things I like to do is talk to people that are intelligent. So we had this discussion again, and uh, the discussion kind of centered on a few things. And one of the things we talked about is what do we look for when it comes to clients? And so I'm going to share 12 things that we we came up with. And the first one is time horizon. Time horizon is one of the most important things that uh, I can tell you that we look at. You see, when it comes to time horizon, I've told you this in the past, okay, I just want you to understand this, that I have this belief that Edward C. Banfield, who wrote The Unheavenly City Revisited, I had an opportunity back in the 1970s to meet Professor Banfield. This was one of the biggest things in my life that influenced the way I govern and quite literally do business. And I really do believe that Banfield, bingo, who said that in chapter three, I believe in about the 26th paragraph, if you take a look at the book, The Unheavenly City Revisited, begins talking extensively about time horizon with people who are lower income and low class, middle, upper middle, and then upper income and upper class. You know, you got to understand that income and class are correlated, but not necessarily, but it really had to do with success. And it's just an amazing thing. Along with his book, I just got to finish rereading it, oh, probably for the third time, The Moral Basis of a Backward Society. I would encourage you to read those two books from cover to cover both books. Let me repeat it. It's written by Edward C. Banfield, professor, Harvard, amazing man. And the two books are The Unheavenly City Revisited and The Moral Basis of a Backward Society. Rather than reading all of these motivational books that are out there, what I would suggest doing is bingo, reading something that you can actually dig your teeth into. So the first thing is time horizon. I don't work very well with people who have a short-term or uh, intermediate-term time horizon. I'm a long-term investor. I manage 26 and have built 26 portfolios, and we do that on a regular basis as an investment manager and an investment advisor, not as a uh, financial planner. We don't do that stuff. We do the real thing. The bottom line is uh, we have to take a long-term time horizon. I use stocks. I don't do bonds. I don't do other stupid bundled financial products. I just basically do this simple thing. That's all I do. Come on, you can do it. Yeah, well, I've said that to a lot of people. And the reason why it simply doesn't work is that most people can't do it, okay? Because they don't have the time horizon. So that's simply the facts. That's all there is to it. Bingo. Number two is I don't work with people who have a spending problem. People that have a spending problem are just not worth my time, and that's not what we do. If you are a person with a spending problem, you need to go someplace else. We're not, I'm not suitable for you. No way, shape, or form. But if you don't have a spending problem and you have a long-term time horizon, well, now things are starting to work out. The other thing is there has to be something called mutual respect. Bingo. If you don't have respect for what we do, I need you to go bye-bye. And a lot of people, especially a lot of you younger folks, and don't get me wrong on that, a lot of you younger folks simply don't have the experience that is necessary to get through the ups and downs. My mother and father went through the pandemic of the, of the Spanish flu back in the 19, 1918, 1919 period. The Roaring Twenties, the Great Depression. My father was on his own since age 14, and he worked in the CCC camps that were created under the Franklin Roosevelt administration. That's a long-ass time. I was born during the Eisenhower administration. Eisenhower, who was fascinated with the German Autobahn and is the father of the interstate system. And most of you don't know that all of our interstate systems are known as the Eisenhower Expressway System. So I don't mean to be mean, but as I get older and I hear people who are younger who treat things of history basis as if it's uh, ancient and we've never, we've never done this before. I've 
I get really tired of that. I'll knock your brains out if you had any. Yeah, so I'd knock your brains out if you had any, but a lot of people just don't have any brains, which brings me to my next item. Besides mutual respect, you got to have the ability to, well, use technology efficiently and effectively. Um, when I say tech-able, that means, you know, you answer your phone, you respond back. It's, it's also tech courtesy, and that's a key thing. I have a client right now, and the last client I have, the last one, who has a phone in her house. She does not use a computer. She will not use her, she has a cell phone, but she only knows how to push a button or two to call her children. She may be able to call our office. It is horrible. So what we do is I send a staff member over to her house once a quarter and they take an iPad and they have to show her um, what's going on with her portfolio. And I do a video for her and we record it. You might say, well, why don't you go over there? Um, Because she doesn't have enough money to afford me to go over and do that kind of one-to-one work. So I send a staff member over. Uh, This last, last person we're doing this for. Now, when you say that, you know, I say the last person. The reason for it is in, we, we sent the people out because on a priority basis, I was one who cannot afford to get sick. So when we had the Corona-roni, the Rice-a-roni, uh, the flu that everybody loves to hate, yeah. So, Florona. So one of the things that we had to make sure is that daddy didn't get sick. Now, with that being said, understand fully that uh, we overreacted to the Corona Roni, the Rice Roni that everybody loves to hate. A lot of you, I get it. You had family members that got sick and died and you had different things. But the way we treated it, we exacerbated the problem. I'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But hey, it is what it is, what it is. Let's continue on with bingo. what I look for in clients. Bingo. So as long as you're tech able... As long as you have mutual respect, as long as you don't have a spending problem, and as long as you have a decent time horizon, we're on a roll. Now, the second or the fifth thing is you got to learn to delegate. If you're a person that wants to retain everything and do everything yourself, I don't really want to work with you. If you're a person who's a user where you want to get everything from everybody but don't pay for anything, I don't want to work with you. That's why we bifurcated our finance, our system where we, you know, if you want advice, you pay for the time, management, some fixed cost. And that was because we had to get rid of people who are users. I have a lady now in, in Tampa. Right now, um, she's wasted so much of my time. And then when it comes right down to it, she said, I don't know if I really trust you. I don't know if I really trust you. We clear through Goldman Sachs. I have no independent ability to, to take to take your money. I just am scared. Instead, she's using a nameless, faceless mutual fund and ETF and whatever her children tell her to do. That's what she's going to do. <sighs> howdy, stranger. Yeah, howdy, stranger. Just turn your money over to a faceless stranger that you have no idea who's going on. And it is what it is, what it is. So there's nothing you can do about it. About that. Bingo. Now, the next thing I want to talk a little bit about is, well, in delegate, here's a key item. This is really key now. I only work with nice people. If you're not a nice person, I won't work with you. I just, I won't do it. I have people who belong to social organizations, especially in the West Shore area. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be really beaten up on an organization here for a while. And I'll let you know on a one-to-one basis, the organization that I think is full of absolute... Because they're so woke. Everything is woke. Everything is woke. Everything is woke. And I find that people are not nice. I don't work with people that are not nice. I've made a few exceptions in my life. I've always regretted it. And I've always said this every workshop and seminar I've ever been in. Listen, if you've been to something I've spoken at, you know I've said this. Come on, you can do it. I don't work with mean people. Won't do it. Not any way, shape, or form. So what's next here? Let's take a look at what's the next item. Generally speaking, uh, we work best with people who have associate degrees, bachelor's degrees. And if you don't have an associate or bachelor's degree, we generally don't work well with people who have not been working at a legitimate position for at least 20 years. I know that sounds bad, but the reason is that a lot of people just don't seem to get it. And it's an indication as to whether you put the time and effort into something. Let me make it really clear. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not uh, a guy that uh, judges people based upon their pedigree. If you go to my LinkedIn page, go to Paul Truesdale, go to LinkedIn, and you can see exactly what I have have to say about uh, people that prance around with their degrees and they think they're better than everybody else. I don't buy that. People got no respect for the brain dead? Yeah, brain dead come in all shapes and sizes. They have high school, associate, college, bachelors. They've got degrees from universities and from their masters and PhDs. And just because you 
have an MBA and you have been, you know, lockstep walking and drinking and you just follow orders really well, doesn't mean you're going to be a good client of ours. Obviously, people who are entrepreneurs, engineers, doctors, attorneys, business owners, you know, the bottom line is a real legitimate business owner tends to be a pretty good client. But the bottom line really truly is, you know, you've got to get responsibility. Okay. I mean, it's like the Joker says. And now, folks, it's time for who do you trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Who do you trust? Me? I'm giving away free money. Bingo. That's how I feel because one of the things that we do, we save so much money for people. I'm damn good at what I do. If you don't get it, I just don't want to deal with you. And again, you know, the problem in the world is everybody has to suck up to everybody. Oh, we, we, we just constantly suck up, suck up, suck up. Oh, God, I hate that. I guess it's just my training. I've always been trained to go in and fix and solve problems, and that's what I like to do. Now, here's the other thing. Number eight, do you have a busy life? People that, eh, well, you know, I got all the time in the world. I'll get around to doing it. I don't want, I don't, listen, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get back with you, okay? Wow. I don't have time for that. Oh, well, let's meet again, and then we can talk. Certainly. No, we're, we're not going to do that. Oh, well, I want to be your best friend before I do business with yes. you. No, go get a typical advisor, agent, banker, broker, dealer, financial planner. Get a bank. I Just get somebody else. God bless you. Yeah, right, Roscoe? Yeah. So again, if you're busy, we're the people you want to deal with because I believe in my team. And my team is really important to me. Bingo. It's time, effort, aggravation, and money. What is it again? Bingo. Time, effort, aggravation, and money. I want to maximize and minimize everything. Listen, I'm a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. I don't have time for... I'm calling my lawyer. Just get the hell out of there if that's the case, okay? Bingo. So again, number nine, can you make a decision? Okay, you're busy. Can you make a decision? A lot of people just can't make a decision. How about just being honest? Yeah, the timing's not right. Or I don't have any money, <laughs> which is always the lamest excuse in the world. Or I don't know, I just, I'm just too busy. I, 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 or I'm just not interested. Oh, I got somebody I already like. Well, that's cool. You know, if you stick, you know, a lot of people, they thought Putin was kind of cool. And we still have people that think Putin's cool. Putin's an asshole. Okay, let's be really blunt about it. What we need to do is get Tarzan to swing on the, on the swing there and kick his damn butt from here to East Bejeebus. By the way, where is East Bejeebus? Roscoe, do you know where East Bejeebus is? Yeah. You going to tell me where it's at? Yes. Yeah, probably. Leon probably knows where it's at. It's down there by the uh, septic tank. So you got to be able to make decisions. Number 10 is you have to be patient. You got to be patient in life. Good things don't happen overnight, which leads into number 11, no knee-jerk reactions. I can't stand people that have these knee-jerk reactions and right away, oh yeah, especially especially over this war. This is a complex thing that requires intense, detailed analysis. And uh, that's why we built the war room here. Ah, the war room with all the writing on the walls and blah, blah, blah. Number 12, number 12, last item. When we talk to people, when I sit down and say what we do, if they don't get it right away, guess what we do? I walk. Bingo. I don't have time for it. If you don't understand immediately how we do and what we do, and uh, if you don't get it, I don't have time. Not going to work with you because it's just not worth your time and effort. Wow. Not worth my time and effort. Wow. And it's not worth the time and effort of anybody who's on my staff. Wow. Just kind of is what it is. So unfortunately, that sometimes causes hard feelings and people I get upset. Oh, so wokey wokey. I'm so wokey wokey. I just can't deal with it. Oh, too bad. Well, I have a song for you. It kind of goes like this. Uh, let's move on to the next item here.
I've uh, begun uh, studying again Rome. Why would I study Rome? I actually in, have done this before. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to dig into the Roman Empire, the Republican Rome. I'm also going to talk about the Imperial Rome. I'm going to talk about what has gone on in the 6th century. I'm going to share this with you and how Julius Caesar basically went from being the leader of Rome. I'll talk to you about the word dictator, where that comes from. How in times of crisis, both militarily and economically and otherwise, the Roman Empire, the Romans had a thing called a dictator. So when the poo hits the fan, somebody had to be in charge, but that person was never permanently in charge. I find the Roman Empire amazing, and I think it's just a really important topic. One of the things I think it's shameful, absolutely shameful, is how we're wiping out history because people are wokey-wokey. Bingo. And because of that, we're that's just not good. Not good at all. Yeah. So history does repeat itself and failure to know history, you, you're you going to be screwed. And when I talk about history, I'm talking about digging deep, not having this meme knowledge, you know, surface knowledge. I'm talking about digging deep, right, Curly? Certainly. Now, the thing is, you have to learn, I believe, everyone, everyone. This is a reminder for all of us who are old farts. I've been, you know, I'm now in my 60s. And so I was talking to a gentleman yesterday and I said, have you noticed how now we're gray and we're a little bit older and get a few extra wrinkles, how we're treated differently by people? <laughs> His comment was, bingo. Yeah. So respect of elders, I don't understand this. It's kind of weird. They, you'll respect Bill Gates. You'll respect Warren Buffett. You'll keep electing Nancy Pelosi, one of the biggest criminals that we've ever had in Congress. You'll put a guy as president who's had brain surgery, but I got to tell you, he is performing. I'm not going to bitch about it. They have done some things that I didn't think he had the balls to do, but at least he's got staff around him that might be doing it. That's That's the key thing. But regardless, you'll have some people who are older and snot that, oh, yeah, well, whatever they say. But then a whole bunch of us who are in our oh, late 50s to early 70s, some of you in your 20s and 30s are like, uh, no, uh, we, I, I don't want it. I can't deal with you because you're too old. The thing that you got to realize is, um, you know, in Rome, it, it you really got to sit down and figure out all these different leaders they had. Some were good, some were bad. But again, history is the same way. Some is good, some is bad. You got to have a historical reference in order to make a decision. The problem without history is you, everybody will do this. You suffer from recency effect. You know, a little, a little boy, a little girl, a little baby, everything is new to them. But what they're going through is not new. Millions, hundreds of millions, billions of people before them did the same thing. They opened their eyes and went, oh, mommy, daddy, boo-boo, baba. It's the same damn thing. When your child was born and they stuck their face on uh, your wife or if you're a lady, it's on your titty and started uh, sucking on the milky, guess what? You weren't the first one. And the fact that, oh, we can't talk about that. Oh, we can't talk about that shows you how immature the overall majority of the population is. Bingo. And then you got other people that all they want to do is talk about that. And, and they want to talk about it from, from not just a, uh, you know, raising children, but then you have these freaks out there. Everybody's got to talk about their sexuality. Bingo. Who gives a shit about your sexuality? I damn sure don't. And just so you know, most of us don't either. We don't. We literally don't care. You stupid. Don't not. What's nine plus ten? 21? You stupid. Yeah, we just don't care. Just always remember that. A lot of people think, oh, we, we got to care about all these things. Nah, we don't. We don't. We literally don't have to care about a lot of things. I always say this. Pay attention to, and focus on the things that you like are good, profitable, and can control. Be aware of things that affect you. Ignore 99.99999999% of the things that are out there. Because life is just too short. And again, I'm experiencing that now, I guess, maybe when I get in, you know, now that I'm just a little bit older and I've had a few disappointments in people lately, that I you know, you start to say, God, what a waste of time. You know, it's just a complete waste of time. And, bingo. Uh, yeah, bingo. That's our new thing. So uh, it is what it is. Let the human talk. That's right. Let the human talk. All of this, we, you know, oh, you're, you're not PC. If you don't get a vaccine, um, that's bad. Let the human talk. Oh, well, but I don't want to get a vaccine because I believe in natural herd immunity. I believe in, in doing daily strength, endurance, and flexibility training. Let the human talk. With natural 
natural nutrition, hydration, and everything in moderation. Let the human talk. I believe in the natural evolution of a virus, and the virus wants to live, and so it needs a wider range of hosts. Therefore, it gets less deadly as it goes along. And when you interfere in the natural progression of things, let the human talk. You have problems. So, yeah, that to me seems like a logical thing, but hey, but what do I know? What do I know? Everybody knows something else and you're not, you can't talk about it. A message from leading pandemic experts writing in the Journal of the American Medical Association. COVID-19 is here to stay and the country needs to adapt to a new normal since vaccines and infections don't seem to offer lifelong immunity. That means treating COVID like other respiratory viruses. We have to reorient our goal so that we get it to a manageable state and we can continue with our normal life uh, while COVID's around, just like we do with flu. And the common cold and what Rome did for years and years and years. You know, this whole thing that RNA and DNA viruses, oh, these are so new. No, connect the dots. They've had pandemics back during the Roman times, and it's important to have a good, solid understanding of history. I don't know, Friday today, it's Friday the 18th, I'm just kind of on a rambling mood. I just want to get a lot of things out. And uh, the reality is cultures, different time periods, uh, how they survived. But you know what was cool is there's a lot of documents. And one of the problems in a lot of these continents across the world, there's no written documentation. There just isn't. I mean, you've got cave things and some inscriptions, but I got to tell you, God bless the people that took pen to paper and wrote things out. So the bottom line is when you've got a nation, you've got a, a, an empire that uh, basically lasted for 500 years during the Republic and then over 500 years during the Imperial period, it's kind of cool. A key is what makes a society durable. So going back to what I said before, that's why we have the war room here because bingo in the area of the Russians, their time frame, you know, they're probably getting ready to come to an end. So is what it is with it is. With me, I've only been doing this for 36 years. I'll be doing it for another, oh, probably 32 years. I plan to retire. When I say retire, turn the reins over around age 95. I've always said I would begin to slow down one year after the date of death of my father in his age. So dad lived to 94. I'll keep plugging along until 95, and then I'll probably take it a little bit easy. Since we tend to live until 100, dad didn't make it 100 because his own damn fault. He had taken care of himself a little bit better and went to that doctor and uh, did a few different things. Bingo. Uh, he'd been around a lot longer. So my idea, I never want to. I never want to be out of the workforce more than a couple of years, and then I want to close my eyes and be done with it. What do you think? That's my plans. Now, one of the things I'll be doing coming up is I'm going to build another office building. Right now, I'm in the Truesdale Professional Building in the Ocala International Commerce Park. I built this to look like the Alamo. Everything here is custom. Every piece of furniture, all the woodwork, stained. Again, we did this because we were very methodical. Doing the drywall here was a pain in the ass. I had to go through a couple of drywall people, and one guy said, well, we don't do it that way. I don't give a shit what you do. I want it in rough stucco. Well, I don't know how to do rough stucco. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time and consideration. Bye-bye. Until I found a guy, I said, you know, we haven't done anything like this in years. I'd love to do this. He said, rough stucco. Man, he said, that's old school. I said, let me show you. He said, let me show you some pictures of the Alamo. Pictures I have, pictures are online. I said, this is what we want to look like. I want it to look like an adobe building. He goes, we can do that. And so getting it done on the outside, getting it done on the inside, took a little bit of work. But uh, if you see the place, it's uh, it's literally one of those places that, uh, well, if you're in Ocala and you don't know the truth, professional building. Bingo. Well, it's it's a modern landmark. We built it that way because uh, we thought it was cool. Sticking with it. That's the way I believe. (laughs) 
had an opportunity yesterday to be in Tampa, and I went to the grand opening of the Tampa facility for Empire Office. I met a guy by the name of Terry Shields and Jay Probst and a few other people that work there. Met Jay uh, at a social function a while back. Jay, howdy doody. Hope everything's going well with you. Terry, very cool. Terry and I had a hell of a conversation. I enjoyed meeting with this guy, and I don't do this very often, but I am giving an endorsement. Uh, if I was to build, and we will be building another office building with this next one, uh, we've decided we'll probably be in Tampa, although I'm beginning to look at a couple places out of state because of growth. And um, I'll share some more of that with you later on. We're going to probably, I don't know, looking more towards the center of the nation as well uh, for administrative purposes. I love Florida. I will always love Florida. This is always going to be home for me. But administrative office wise, we're looking to expand some staff out in the Midwest and, um, you know, someplace maybe, I don't know, could be in the Kentucky, Tennessee area. We're looking for uh, easy access to get both East and West Coast. But when I do it, I can tell you right now, the people I'm going to use for office furniture will be in design, will be Empire Office, no doubt about it. We partner with best-in-class architects, designers, brokers, craftsmen, and manufacturers to deliver proven, creative, bespoke, and cost-effective workspace solutions to activate brands and address business challenges. So the bottom line is, yeah, the Empire Office, go to empireoffice.com, is empireoffice.com. Really cool. Now, I'm not getting paid for this. I just basically, when I meet somebody or do something, I think I, I really like what they do. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll share it with you. And the reason why I'm doing this is, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit of a subject matter expert on uh, co-working, and there's a lot of reasons for it. One of the items I would encourage all of you out there, if you're looking for uh, a moneymaker, a place that you can really make some easy money. Now, it's not, not there's no such thing as easy money. God, I can't believe I said that. Did I say that? Roses are red, and how do you do? Drink four of these. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, you want to do something that is maybe a little bit less intense. You go into the world of co-working. A lot of people are now okay. So you had to go to the office, and working from home was lame. Oh, we got to go, and we have to, you know, socialize. And so you go to work, and you know, it's nine o'clock, and you show up at nine o'clock instead of early. And then you do all your prep work. And then you got to meet with Susie Q by the water cooler. And I got to get my uh, super latte, triple floppalippy yappy coffee thing from the uh, whatever. I got to drink that. Then I got to tell everybody about my boyfriend or girlfriend and all. Did you see what's on YouTube or, or ticky tocky, flippy floppy and all that? And then it's about 11 o'clock. And so you're going to do work for about 30 minutes. And then it's time for lunch. And we got to figure out, oh, what kind of chai chi choo choo are we going to eat today? And then we got to get back and we come back from work. Oh, I met some cool. Oh, did you see this thing at the store and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes I swear to God on my mother's grave. I swear to God on my mother's grave. Yes. Some people work about an hour or two a day and they're either on their phone. They're talking to people. You got to work. Stop. By the way, those of you who are doing that, you know, you're not, you're never going to get, you're never going to get promoted. Bingo. So as a result, one of the things that uh, I noticed is that uh, this is this office place, man, these guys at Empire appear to work. They have uh, people working there that uh, work like I do and all of my staff. We we work, but they work in a way where they're friendly. They're happy. I like that. So it's kind of cool. I talked to a lot of people. Everybody said, ah, I love working here. It's so much fun. But let's go back to the co-working thing. This is a key thing. Just before the pandemic, I was in the process of building an office building in Tampa. Took a little piece of, uh, took a option on a piece of property, sold my option, and made money on it, and so everything worked out just fine and dandy. But I will say that one of the features we were going to build there is a, a co-working location, and I had a membership uh, years ago with the uh, folks at uh, Bay Three, the Armature Works. It doesn't exist anymore, and that was pretty cool. I learned from there. I had a membership at WeWork. I went to Industrious. I went to all these different places, and I kind of. I did the backstage tour, and, and uh, what I did is I learned a lot of things. There's a um, organization called the Center Club at the, Ken the corner of Kennedy and West Shore, and it's on the eighth floor of the Urban Center over there. And it is, a, it's it's basically it's a professional business person co-working location, and and part of the uh, club network. So generally, a lot of the clubs are uh, are uh, golf based and and you know university based. So you have university clubs and golf clubs and and that sort of thing. This is strictly a social club, kind of like the uh, in Orlando, you got the Citrus Club. But the bottom line here is... Yeah. 
know, because, you know, the Center Club could use a little bit of an update. There's a couple of things I would do different if I had a couple million dollars to go in there and change a few things. I would change it. And one of the things I'll be doing is getting a hold of the manager and saying, I guess my guys over here at Empire Office, you need to get uh, corporate to come in. And there's a couple of things you got to do, in my opinion. Bingo. One of those things they've got is some really cool work pods. So if you get a chance, you can go to, where's the address here? Let me pull this up. The address for the Tampa facility is at the uh, St. Pete uh, Times, or I guess it's called the Tampa Times, whatever it is now, the uh, trash paper that they have in Tampa and St. Pete. Uh, we were talking to somebody about the days of the Tampa Tribune, and they said, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> Uh, Tampa, you got to get some new newspapers down there. When I say newspapers, I don't mean news. I mean really hard-hitting, you know, what's going on, which will lead me to my last thing, which I'll talk about in just a little bit. Bingo. They're located at 1000 North Ashley, 1000 North Ashley in Suite 130, right there on the ground floor. Go by and uh, take a look at some of these work pods because, again, in my situation, next office building and uh, facility I build, it will not be be the Adobe reconstruction of the Alamo. Of course, my office building is bigger than the Alamo, but it's it it will be very high tech. And um, I've done this a few times. I've gone back and forth. I've had a, a basically a restored type office building, very uh, Cape Cod. I've had very modern. This is the Alamo. But the next one, I, I know exactly what we want to do. It's going to be a, a very cool hipster high tech thing. So, right, Roscoe? Yeah. So if you get a chance, go, go there. You might enjoy that. Well, one last thing. Um, on Monday, on Monday, that's right, on Monday, we are going to change the uh, something we've been doing for a while. Now, some of you know we have a thing called Slug, S-L-U-G, Slug News. Slug News has been the idea that I've had for just many, many, many years. And I've, I've always felt that if you did bite-sized bites in news reporting, it would be, uh, it would be a winner-winner chicken dinner, okay? I really did think that. Certainly. And we've done this for over a year. We have, we worked with a group of people. We did not have a good group. We had a lot of people that were just uh, deadbeats. But two ladies that have stuck with it, uh, Phyllis Ardenstein and Dee Carby, have been fantastic. And they proved that we do have something here. So what you've got going on here is a consolidation of news. From border to border and coast to coast, we have a consolidation of news. Bingo. And <laughs> you've been, we've been using that a little bit. What do you think, huh? Let the human talk. And that's the thing. Let the human talk. You see, if you go to your typical uh, television-based news, okay, that's one thing. Now, these people are, have learned that you got to combine the video with audio, okay? In both cases, what's it involved? Let the human talk. But then the problem is you have terrestrial television. You get it over the cable. You got to get it now. People like things on demand. This is the reason why you have podcasts, which are so damn popular. And how do you kind of combine all this together? So we sat back and the three of us kind of brainstormed and we said, what is it that we, we would like to listen to? What is it we want to do? And so we're going to be changing the format. We're going to change the format, and uh, I, I like the, the, the format change that we're going to do, and it is going to be, starting on Monday, we will report in short bite-sized audio bites, and then in the show notes, what's happening in the following counties. You ready for this? In Hillsborough, Pinellas, Pasco, Hernando, in Citrus, Sumter, Lake, and Marion counties. Hey, that's a big area. That's a lot of people. That's millions of people, but there's so much stuff going on, so if you you're in, let me repeat, Tampa, St. Pete, Newport Ritchie, Zephyr Hills, Ocala, the Villages. If you're in, uh, I don't know, Brooksville, if you're in uh, Crystal River, doesn't make any difference. Treasure Island, wherever you're at, again, the counties, Hillsborough, Pasco, Pinellas, Hernando, Citrus, Lake, Sumter, and Marion counties. If you're in those areas and you have a business, you have a church, you have a, a meetup group, you have a networking group, you have a chamber of commerce thing, whatever it is you're doing, it's event-based. 
All you got to do is get a hold of Slug News. Go to slugnews.com. Use the, the information there online to get a hold of somebody and let these gals who are running this operation, Dee and Phyllis, know what's going on. Now, my companies, we're, we do the uh, the production on it. And we're the, uh, I'm the executive producer and we pay all the bills for the thing. It's a, it's a thing that we do because we think it's important. Bottom line is, if you have something going on, where do you go? You go to Facebook, you go to Twitter, Twitter, you go to Tiki Taki, you go, go here and there and everywhere else. How do you know what the hell's going on? There's no centralized pot to pull it all together. But guess what we're going to do? Bingo. We're going to do that. So that's what we're going to do. Slug News, it's going to be revised and updated, effective. Monday, the uh, whatever date Monday is, and we're going to give it squared around. We're going to do a lot of work this weekend. With that, let's get out of here. I got work to do. It's six o'clock in the morning. We ran a little bit late today. I'm out of here. This concludes the public version of the Paul Truesdell podcast. The rest of the story is available to friends of Paul Truesdell. To become a friend, go to paultruesdell.com and complete the contact form. Are you still here? Why? The good stuff is on paultruesdell.com. The rest of the story is available to friends of Paul Truesdell. To become a friend, go to paultruesdell.com and complete the contact form. Now get going. Go over to paultruesdell.com and become a friend. Go. Get. Now. This is Matthew. What's the matter with you? Joanna and Brian told you what to do. What are you waiting for? Okay. One more time. Go to paultruesdell.com. Click on contact. Complete the form. Become a friend. Crazy, simple, stupid, easy. One more extra item for those of you who stuck around. Mike Wallace, 1976. The flu season is upon us. Which time about this year? And what kind of shots will we be told to take? Remember the swine flu scare of 1976? That was the year the U.S. government told us all that swine flu could turn out to be a killer that could spread across the nation. And Washington decided that every man, woman, and child in the nation should get a shot to prevent a nationwide outbreak, a pandemic. Well, 46 million of us obediently took the shot. And now 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam amounting to three and a half billion dollars because of what happened when they took that shot. By far the greatest number of the claims, two-thirds of them, are for neurological damage or even death, allegedly triggered by the flu shot. We pick up the story back in 1976 when the threat posed by the swine flu virus seemed very real indeed. This virus was the cause of a pandemic in 1918 and 1919 that resulted in over half a million deaths in the United States, as well as 20 million deaths around the world. See how easy it is to... Thus, the U.S. government's publicity machine was cranked into action to urge all America to protect itself against the swine flu menace. Influenza is serious business. During major flu epidemics, millions of people are sick and thousands die. Well, this year you can get protection. The vaccines are safe, easy to take, and they can protect you against flu. So roll up your sleeve. Protect yourself. One of those who did roll up her sleeve was Judy Roberts. She was perfectly healthy, an active woman, when in November of 1976, she took her shot. Two weeks later, she says, she began to feel a numbness starting up her legs. I joked about it at that time. I said, I'll be numb to the knees by Friday if this keeps up. By the following week, I was 
totally paralyzed. So completely paralyzed, in fact, that they had to operate on her to enable her to breathe. But if you questioned anything in the past... Let the human talk. You were banned. A message from leading pandemic experts writing in the Journal of the American Medical Association. COVID-19 is here to stay, and the country needs to adapt to a new normal since vaccines and infections don't seem to offer lifelong immunity. That means treating COVID like other respiratory viruses. We have to reorient our goal so that we get it to a manageable state and we can continue with our normal life. while COVID's around, just like we do with flu. And when I talk about things, I do it from a historical, a factual standpoint. And when people lose their minds and have these knee-jerk reactions, I always do the same thing. Who are you? Who the hell do you think you are? Let's do a little chunky monkey now, and we'll get out of here soon. This is always different than most podcasts because I have some music that we own and have the rights to. I like to put it on at the end. What I want you to do, get up and move. I say this every podcast. Physical wealth involves strength, endurance, and flexibility training on a daily basis. Natural nutrition, hydration, everything in moderation. Now get up and dance. God dang it. Get up, move, get your get your butt going. Because if you're in good physical shape, you don't have a bunch of underlying mortality issues, morbidity issues, you're going to live longer. You get the virus, you're likely to survive. For those of you that smoke and drink and do drugs, you're going to die. Those of you who weigh 400 pounds, you're going to die early, too. Oh, you can't fat shame people. I'm not fat shaming. I want you to live. I'm having a damn ball. If you can see me, I'm in hell of a great shape. Yeah, I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy doing this because this is a little bit of R&R for me. And if you're interested, these are done on a single take. There's no editing. I just simply work the soundboard. I sit down, think about, hey, what am I going to do? Fill off a few notes and off I go. And remember, I don't deal with mean people. So if you're a mean person, don't please don't come around. I love cool jazz. Whiskey, a good-looking woman, and jazz. Give me a nice nightclub. I don't smoke, but mm, I got to tell you, that's a good date night. <laughs>